I just really enjoy that music. This is Apostle Baker J. Baker, who is a doctor in psychology. And I let you know that to know that my doctorates are not in, in theology, but I study. I study to show myself approved unto God. And I'm so thankful for that, that he has given me a heart to do that. Today, I want you to let your friends, your enemies, your family, all of these people know. Here's the first part of December, just celebrated my birthday or just uh, uh, celebrated my birthday month, which is December, uh, one of the greatest months I think there is, probably because I was born in this month. We're here to, prov <laughs> to provoke you to what think about, about how you think about the word of God and how you think about your life how you think about the kingdom of God, because we are pushing the kingdom. Uh, uh, I mean, pushing you to understand the kingdom. And so let everybody know, push and share the button. And one of the people, my brother, Apostle Calvin Cook, uh, is just, I mean, he, anyway, come on, Calvin, uh, come on, Apostle. Come on, come on in. Well, praise the Lord. I'm back, praise God. And uh, I think we're talking uh, in terms of the tabernacle uh and, and the essence of it uh matter of fact and i i always encourage people to read acts the seventh chapter because paul never taught anything but moses in the law the tabernacle that was his he was an expert he, he, matter of fact he wrote hebrews chapter eight and nine matter of fact he wrote the whole book people say they don't know who wrote it but i know one thing the holy spirit breathed the author it and it was written and here we have it this gives, gives proof text that the tabernacle actually exists in heaven. God gave us a model of what it looked like in the earth realm. So we would have symbols to help us because we need uh, parables, symbols, types, and shadows to help bring an understanding to spiritual truth. He gives us natural things. So the sower sows the seed. You know, that, that's a spiritual uh, example of how God teaches natural people spiritual things. Uh, and so he talks about tares. He's actually talking about Wicked people with wicked designs uh, sown by Satan. And that's not that's what he's talking about. But he uses wheat and tares, amen. Because they look they're similar in their look in their appearance. The only difference between a wheat and a tear is that when the tear comes to maturity, it stands straight up. But when the wheat comes to maturity, it bows over at the head. So you can tell through the humility of one who they're connected to and what fruit of the spirit that they're operating in or not operating in. And this is why he uses types of shadows. And I use them quite a bit because that's what Jesus did. Amen. And so this is part of the uh, way that God teaches us is through the, this, these, uh, these uh, different things. He uses the tabernacle of Moses uh, to help me uh, teach others the, what the church looks like. And even the last day is revealed in the tabernacle. Everything that we want to know about eschatology is revealed in Christ, who is the tabernacle in the wilderness or the church in the wilderness, 738, a book of Acts 738. It talks about being. So if, if you're a student of something, listen to me. Somebody said, well, uh, uh, brother, you know, 
why are you just teaching the tabernacle? I said, no, you must not be listening. I'm not just teaching the tabernacle. I teach the full counsel of the word of God. I don't just teach the tabernacle. I teach on prayer. I teach on everything. But you can't understand the, the, the New Testament canon without some kind of foundational truth built on the on the patterns and that he told Moses, uh, even in the, uh, Exodus chapter 25, hey, make sure that when you build this, it doesn't have any scent of man's plan. It must be exactly like I showed you when you came up on that mountain. He says that several times. Make sure you do not build this according to denominational patterns. Do not build this like Nimrod. Do not build another thing I have to bring confusion to. Do not build another organization and beg me to keep it alive. Don't do that. I will not let Ishmael live as one of my elect. I will scatter Ishmael and the mama, the one who came up with that stupid idea, and I'll have to scatter them. And how many of us begged to keep our programs alive, begged to keep things that didn't come out of heaven alive? It's because we didn't understand that God's only going to give you a building permit for things that are according to his pattern. And that's why he sent the governor, Holy Spirit. Let's go back to the sheepfold if we could. Uh, 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 there it is. Yeah. This is the sheepfold. And Jesus is the door. There's three accesses to the tabernacle. The gate, the door, and the third curtain is called the veil, which is no longer there anymore. So we don't even deal with the veil. Matter of fact, the only reason we're dealing with the tabernacle is so I can get you into Christ and understand the tabernacle is not a thing we dwell on forever. It's a thing we pass through until we become the tabernacle. So I know I know that this is Old Testament, and I'm not teaching it as though it's some new doctrine. It, it, it's in a way to express your journey that you're on until you come into transformation. It shows you the steps of your transformation. But first of all, you got to come to the door of the sheepfold. Now, what we've done in America, let me read it because I'm reading out of John. Now I'm, gonna, I'm changing. It says, this is John 10, 1. I tell you the truth. Anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber. In other words, if you try to come into the kingdom of God or to the church realm and use your own government, you are a thief and a robber. You can't make up your leaders' names. You can't change, you can't just go and open up a book and name your leaders associate pastor and all this stuff. There's no such thing in the kingdom. And it doesn't exist, body Christ. We, you can't keep doing your American democratic thing. God already has a system that he set up. You can't keep doing it. I see people violating all the time. Well, you're going to be our new senior leaner. And then you're going to be associate senior leader and you're going to be the one after that senior leader. So you're going to be the second senior leader and I'm going to be the mega senior leader. OK, that's how we're going to do this. There's no such thing as that. Holy Spirit can't back that up because it's not biblical. And the Holy Spirit can only co-sign what Jesus has established, set up and said. I'm not hearing nobody say nothing. You got your fivefold ministry. I went over that with you last week. They've been crowned, given to be the bread of life, like that boy's lunch was a bread to the crowd. Now this is a bread of the cloud that's been given to the church, come out of heaven as a perfect gift given to man, that they might have substance on their journey into Christ, into change, into transformation. You must have substance to be able to be metamorphosed 
or changed or put to death from what you are accustomed to living and no longer allowed or legitimized to go any further as you. You must not disappear. You must be dead for you to have a resurrection in him in the newness of life. This is a new and living way. And the outer court was death, death, death. It was Levitical. Levitical is not allowed in the New Testament church because Levitical could only breed death. It kept people captured in a house, in a system. They were not allowed to go out because they had to stay into this God and they had to do these rules and something had to die. Uh, but now Jesus took away the reason things had to die by overcoming sin thereby releasing you from the sin, the laws of sin and death and bringing you into the laws of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. We call that the sheepfold, or it could be said the church age, or it could be stated at Pentecost. It's 10 by 10 by 20, which means it could be 2000 year period of preparation. And I wrote something down. Why so much time to prepare? Watch this. I think I found it here. Uh, when it talks about why we spend so much time, watch this. When we talk about preparation as, as we enter into the sheepfold, and you can't come in as a thief. You can't come in any other way other than uh, Jesus being the way, the truth, and the life. You can't make up other ways. There's no such thing as making a decision for Jesus, people of God. Where did we get this stuff from? And then we got these guys bragging about how many souls they saved. I'm a soul saver. They say, you ain't saved no soul. Men don't have the propensity or the ability to save a soul. God says, can't nobody come to the son unless my father draws them to me. Nobody comes. And so what men do, they have a message that the ones that are being drawn, they get an opportunity to say yes to. That's why we must preach the gospel of the kingdom. So there could be a yes and a response, but you ain't won nobody's soul to anything. You're not even totally one out yet. And you told somebody else that they could be one out. And you still bucking and jumping like a, like a mule about some of the things God's told you to do, especially when it comes to your money, giving up your position. You won't let your church go to the younger men. You're still holding on to the pulpit like it's a sacred cow or something. You won't let your church grow by getting you out of the way. As long as you're there, they can't go to the next dimensions of God because you won't allow them to because you're stuck in one dimension. It doesn't include your sons. I, I, why that came out? That came out of the blue. Let me move on here. And so when it talks about preparation, listen, 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 listen. You got to let your ministry go. It won't go any further till you let it go. Man, I'm not, that came out of my spirit. Okay. Uh, it says, now watch this. In Psalms 29, I think I put that down there. It says this. It says, whoops, I went by it. Anyway, it talks about uh, a, a, something with God that has to do with glory and praise. And I want to tie this into what I'm saying. It says, uh, give unto the Lord, O you mighty, give unto the Lord glory and strength. Now watch. Give unto the Lord glory, do his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Uh-oh. So that tells me that we must learn how to prepare ourselves to give God the proper glory. He said, you enter the gates with thanksgiving and the courts with praise. Praise is not, is not worship, but the prayer altar, two things take place there. Intercessory prayer 
and worship. You don't praise at the prayer altar. Intercessory prayer, why? Because you praised in the courts in the gates with thanksgiving, and now you've come into the sacred place where now the incense you're burning is because you got out rid of yourself, and now it's pure worship before God. And it says this, it says, the ministry of preparation is empowered to come forth and for you to minister. The key to all spiritual ministry is to spend time in worship with God. The principle is very profound. The voice of the Lord follows a time of giving unto the Lord glory due his name. This principle of coming into the sheepfold is the sheep begin to give glory to his name. They begin to spend time to learn how to get. Come on here. Why are we still having to convince you to give glory to his name on Sunday? Why are we still having to stop and pause and somebody has to say, come on, come on, come on, prime the pump, come on. Why do we, because you didn't take any time to prepare yourself, watch this, to give glory, do his name. Let me move on here. Do his name. There's glory, do, Lord have mercy. I said there's glory, do his name. Now watch this. He speaks life words to those who have sanctified and prepared themselves to hear his voice. Watch this. He told them in Exodus, go get yourself cleaned up for three days. I want to tell you some profound things that you have not heard from me because you have been separated me from me for 400 years. I got 400 years of backlog conversation. I want to drop on you. I love you so much. Go get cleaned up so you can hear. In other words, prepare yourself to hear. Now watch what he says. He says, preparation releases him to speak an unforgettable way. When you get prepared, when he speaks, you'll never forget what he said. That's why last week I came back and said, we must have forgot what he said because he woke me up and said, remember, remember, remember what I said. If you walk in the spirit and you pray in the spirit, I'll build you up in the spirit. And as you get built up in my word and get built up in my spirit, I begin to remind you of what I said to you when you were pure spirit. Before you took on flesh, I said some things to you. When the sons of God came before God with Satan, you were there with him. Before your assignment was given to you to come into the earth realm, you were a spirit being. The whole human race was created in Adam, in God. When he made one man, he made all men. Because when one man fell, all men fell. God did not make a whole bunch. The whole idea of man is in God. Somebody says, well, if the whole idea of God is in man, is in God, then the woman is in God. That means God could be homosexual because he got God. No, I didn't say God was homosexual. I said the idea of feminine and man and all that is in God. But he never stopped being who he was. But those attributes for, so that he, he can animate you to at least be procreative, to multiply and repent, those attributes were in him. That does not make him a homosexual. See, that's somebody that's going somewhere to have a baby. Spirit. God is spirit. And this is the thing. That's I, I what think I'm saying. one of the things that you're talking about is this. 
we try to take who God is and make him fit who we want him to be. And this is a worldwide thing. It's not just a, it's not just a Western thing. It's a worldwide thing. And when we start to deal with it and we realize that we are spirit, we are spirit. We're talking about spirit that is manifesting in the, in the physical form in dirt. And I call them, I call us dust bunnies, uh, dirt bunnies. Okay. As we, as we operate in that, and the reason buddies is because they appropriate, they repropriate. I mean, they, they have babies, bunch of them. Very <laughs> Okay. At any rate, so it, it's uh, the, the the lack of recognition of who it is that we are, that we're truly spirit, and then when we we get out of that, then we get into all of this other stuff. That's right. You know, if we pay attention to John chapter ten. That's a very true statement, Dr. Baker. We, we sort of like let other things come in and have nothing to do with our journey. Then we make them the main thing. Because society has made that a main thing. We try to bring it in and make it a main thing in the house of God. But the main thing in the house of God is reproducing the sons of God. Now, now I don't know if you notice that the theme around the sheepfold is the voice of God. My sheep know my voice. My sheep don't respond to strange voices. My sheep won't respond to the thief or to the robber. My, I don't have to worry about my sheep. They know my voice and they let me in. They're soulish. They let me in to their soul. Now I not only dominate their spirit, but I'm also have a spirit that dominates their soul. And so these are the people that are going to going into transformation now because there's no more fight against me being Lord. I know I'm savior, but many have not allowed me to be Lord. The proof of my lordship is I get to maneuver in your mind, in your will, and your emotional realm, the same way that I made just spirits of just men made perfect. Now that I've got a perfect vessel called your soul, I can pour the oil into that vessel and get the proper light that I want to get without any mixture. See, and that's it. We're if your eye be dark. If you can, in other words, if you got any mixture from another visionary or dual vision or duality, then your whole body is dark. But if your eye be light, then your whole body is, is light. That's what happens to our health sometimes. We get mixed up about healing and and we, we're afraid to say something uh, that's wrong when it is wrong. It doesn't mean it stays wrong. It means that uh, he said, if there's any sick among you, you, how would anybody know unless you tell them you're sick? So we got to be careful with that. And it, it, he never said, don't say things, don't say things that are as though they aren't. He said, say things that aren't as though they are. He never told us that we couldn't say anything was wrong with us, but it doesn't have a right to be wrong with me. It has no right here. Nothing. Listen to me. If it's a legitimate, if it's not there, it has no right to live. And if we talk about it, Dr. Baker will tell you, you're giving it a right to live. That's all she's saying to you. If you keep harping on the problem, that problem will live on because you gave a juice <laughs> to live because you keep harping on it. Words keep things alive. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. If you want something dead to stay alive, keep giving it life with your tongue. If you want something uh, dead to go dead, don't give it life with your tongue. Keep it dead. Keep it, keep it out of its place. Now, watch this. The voice here. The whole kingdom of God in this wilderness of Sinai had a sound system. They had two trumpets. I taught on that before, but I won't do it now. His voice is the key into what my ministry or your ministry produces. The ultimate test of any ministry 
hangs on one question. What does your ministry bring forth from the courts of the Lord? From the sheepfold. What, what sounds coming? Is it the sound of denominations, agenda unrecognized by the word of the Lord? Is it the sound of gullibility that you're going to give a hundred and get a thousand fold return and work the day in your life and you want something for nothing? What is it? Is, is it a sense of something, uh, entitlement that God owes us something? Huh? That, that that we don't have to do anything, that we don't have to live a certain way, that we don't have to be sanctified, that, oh, it's greasy grace, we just do what we want. No, you're coming into the, 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 the sheepfold of the sanctified, the redeemed, and those that are being prepared to be changed into the likeness of the Son of God. <laughs> this is some serious business when you come into sheepfold living. Huh? Yeah, this is, and see, it, it said, and let, let me read this to you. Ooh, goodness gracious. It says here, watch this. And John 10, 80 says, all who came before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to them. Did you hear that? He's not talking, he didn't say the devil that came before me. He said, all these other men and systems and denominations and religions that came before me were thieves and they were robbers. He said, but thank God you didn't listen to him. Come on, somebody, just start hallelujah right now. Thank God that you didn't fall play when they knocked on your door talking about Jesus Christ and they were Mormons. Come on, thank God you didn't let the Jehovah Witness bring that watchtower up into your house. Thank God you didn't fall prey to the worldwide church of God. Come on, thank God that you didn't fall to the science of the mind. Thank God you didn't go into Scientology, but he kept you because you knew his voice. All other men were what? Thieves and robbers, Ellen G. White. Come on, all these other ones. It's thieves and robbers. Come on. Got you all tied in a knot over the law. And the Bible says in Galatians, if you don't, you miss one point of the law, then the whole of it brings unto you damnation because you missed it. So you can't even do it unless you do it all of it. You got to have your red heifer all set up. Come on, by Christ. You better stop it now and listen. Let me go on here. And it says, I am the gate and those who come in through me will be saved. And they come and go freely and find good passion. The thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. My purpose is to give you rich and satisfying life. I am the good shepherd. And you can tell I'm the good shepherd because I sacrificed my life for my sheep. He said, the other one's a hireling. They, the hired hand, he just wants what he can get out of your pocketbook and your purse and come on, and your savings. Uh, I had one man, I went to the conference and I, I, I admired him until I saw him do this. He said, okay, all you people that are here, the Lord just spoke to me to take your, your homes and all of your property. And I want you to sign this document and give it over to our ministry for the future of our generations. And I walked out because why, why is he the collector of their, their, their future? Uh, why can't they give it to their own family? Why they got to give it to the man of God? You hear, you hear what I'm saying? See, that's a thief and a robber. But I don't care how for now. See, y'all crazy. You'll let people steal and rob, and because they have a great name, they can bring in, they can bring the devil in. Let the devil lay hands on. He said, "Oh, did you see that when they lay hands on the devil? That was so powerful. Oh my God! You you don't have sense enough to know somebody just stole. Somebody just stole it within the kingdom. Somebody was allowed to come in who not even serving God because they gave a large offer and they get to lay hands on you." 
Lord, don't let anybody lay hands on you suddenly. The next thing you know, you see that same man, don't get mad at me, dressed like a woman at the Super Bowl. Same man, lay hands on the great man, dressed, look just like a woman. Up on stage dancing, shaking his little flat behind, acting like a woman. And just a little while ago, he laying hands on the man of God, speaking in tongues. Do you understand what I'm talking about when a thief come into the house of God? And we need to be dignified enough to say, remember you used to say, see my hand, see the hand. You, you need to put your hand up and say, enough of that thieving. Because the children are watching, the teenagers are watching, people are watching. And say, so this is what y'all doing. It's because people are not studying to show themselves approved unto God. Here's where it is that we're talking about. You see, you study to show yourself approved unto God, a person that is actually doing the work and and is not being deceived. But this is the thing. We're here to help you to be able to build yourself up, to be able to recognize these things, to not be blind, to not be blind in uh, um, in, in, in the normal sight or in, and especially in the spirit sight, you must discern between righteous and unrighteous, good and evil. And this is one of the things that happens when you're moving into the kingdom of God. You're, 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 you're looking, is this in the kingdom? Is this the culture of the kingdom? My daughter, uh, Lonzine Lee wrote a book, uh, um, Kingdom 101, and it has a lot of these things in it. And you need to start to study. There's a whole lot of scriptures in there. It's not that she had all of it right, but there's the scriptures that will open things up for you so that you are not ignorant of the devil's devices. And this is what it is that we're talking about. It's not about this person, that person, or the other person, because as we talked about it in the last program, all of that is worldly stuff. It started, it 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 started to come into into the church. It was it it was and and it's just it's run rampant. So you have to check your doors. You have to check the doors of your mind. How people do what they do because they believe what they believe. And your belief system, my belief system, it has to be challenged. And that's what we're doing here today. The word of God says we must live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, not the mouth of man. And so if man is talking, I have to go reference what he's saying through the scriptures. I filter everything anybody says to me through the scriptures. When God spoke to me this morning, the first thing I searched for was the scriptures. I didn't search. I didn't call anybody up and say, what do you think God is saying? God doesn't speak to me outside of his word. I knew that if I searched, I would find that he would want me to respond to uh, that word, remember. And I did, I did, I did my due diligence. And I went, because I, I knew that he doesn't do that. Why would he wake me up and give me a word called remember? Because he wanted me to remember, to tell the people, but they don't, they, they're not Americans. They didn't originate in America. You were not born in Tennessee. You, you were, were not born, an African oh, either. No, you're not no African. You're not, no. There is no more. Once we came into kingdom, we had to put that aside. And people don't want to hear this thing because they all want to be what they want to be. 
But God is the one that determines who we are. We're God's idea. This is God's world. This is God's kingdom. And your assignment doesn't have a color on it. It has a purpose attached to it. It has nothing to do. That's why when Paul, he just knew he was going to be talking to the Jews because he knew their language. He knew their culture. Come on. He was a Benjamite. You know, he was, you know, he was all that. But God said, no, 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 my brother. Peter's going to go with his cussing self. I'm going to send him to those cultured people. They're going to have a hard time with Peter. But Peter has such a power on his life. It didn't matter where he come from, see. We have less than a, we have less than oh, a minute. Uh, <laughs> so what we want to do is provoke you to oh, think about point. how you think. We're provoking you to study the word of God. We don't want to, we don't want to feed you with a, a, a bottle, we want you to be able to eat the meat. We want you to be able to do that. And uh, uh, during this whole month, we're going to continue with this. This is Apostle Baker and Apostle Cook. And we're here letting you know that we're here to tell it like it is the kingdom of God way. Not just the any kingdom, but the kingdom of God way. Have a super week and we'll see you next week when we're back here to tell and it we'll like it is. We'll try to get this thing cleared up. My God. Yes, yes, yes. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs> Uh... <laughs>